All right, and we are live. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to the Umarpreneur Live podcast. Today I have with me a very special guest. And I know I always say that, guys, but it's because I bring you special guests. This is what I do. And this is Sister Maylene. And Maylene is a luxury and lifestyle branding expert. She's the founder of Studio Nornisa, where she helps Muslims elevate their brands so they can successfully attract their dream customers. I know branding is a really big topic that we're always, you know, questioning, what should we be doing? How do we attract the customers that we want to attract? So I wanted to bring an expert on here today. Couldn't think of anyone else other than Maylene to bring on. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to dive into this with you. Thank you, Abby. I'm really grateful to be here. So thank you for the invite as well. And Salam everybody. I'm really pleased to be able to share what I know about branding over here today. Inshallah, thank you so much for being here. So I'm really excited to dive in and get started. And of course, we like to start every episode just by getting a little bit of a background on your story, right? What inspired you to become an entrepreneur to even, you know, start this business in regards to branding? So can you share with us a little bit of your journey that inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Okay, so my journey actually started when I was still in design school, working in Starbucks. Um, I was making these little friendship bracelets and necklaces and trying to sell them to my friends for like $1, five Singapore dollars. Um, obviously that didn't go that well, but anyway, the, the real inspiration actually for me to start a business came when I had my eldest daughter, Amelia, and I was on maternity leave. And obviously being a, a designer, I naturally wanted to decorate her room um, in a style that was um, fitting to me. And I couldn't find anything and or actually no, I couldn't find any Islamic um, prints or decor that suited my style. But also whenever I found something um, like that's non-Islamic as well, I thought actually I can do this. So so then I started um, doing that and that's how Poppetry, which is an Islamic lifestyle um, decor shop for kids came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then naturally that um, kind of progressed to Studio Nornisa at a, at a later time. That's amazing, mashallah. So you actually started the, uh, the, 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 the online store before you started the branding and, and the coaching services in regards to branding, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. So what, what, was, the tra- what was that transition like and why, why did you even feel the need to transition to go from uh, you know, selling products online to coaching and specifically to coaching uh, and helping people with their branding. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, I have been a designer for almost 20 years and it just never occurred to me to to actually start a branding agency because mm. I saw how crazy agency life was. Um, what happened was, you know, with Poppetry, it came to a breaking point, perhaps um, I would say a year before COVID, right. when I realized that like while I love designing the products, and I loved all the design bits because it was a creative outlet for me. It, it was a huge learning curve for me when it came to business. And, and I realized I was spending a lot of time and energy trying to run all the other different aspects of the business, being a solopreneur, being too proud to ask for help. Uh, and, and, you know, it, I wasn't getting much of, I wasn't getting any more joy because I wasn't doing as much designing and, and then kind of everything just started falling apart. Like my health was really bad for mm-hmm. six months. Um, strain, strains in um, like relationships. I felt like I wasn't spending as much time with my kids, even though the point of 
a, being able to be an entrepreneur or having my own business was so that I could be around them more. And, and then it, it, yeah, it came to a point where I had to kind of step back and take a look. And I spoke to um, like a coach um, saying, you know, I feel like I'm at this crossroads. And, and um, she, having been in the product business and having coached a lot of people, she actually shared that if you wanted this to get to this level, this is how much you need to commit. And, right. and it kind of really painted a big picture for me because I realized actually with my young family then, it wasn't working for me. Like it, the business was doing well, alhamdulillah. And, you know, I knew I've kind of hit a niche and, and I, I love, I love doing what I was doing at property, but you know, everything else, it just, it just wasn't working as well. And so then, um, what happened was, um, I was also in, um, set of, uh, set of wins intention membership then for property and also having spoken to so many businesses. Um, being in poetry and also in intention membership, I started realizing there were a lot of other uh, Muslim businesses out there who had started out, and they were many of them were struggling with something that I was actually very comfortable and at ease with, which is branding. And you know, I wanted, I thought actually maybe this is the path that could go down because I could help so much more people um, because ultimately. Ultimately, my goal is to um, kind of change change the narrative in a way so that um, like my kids, future generations, like with puppetry, that the goal was to to be able to inspire um, young children and young Muslims so that um, you know in the future they they are proud of their identity and the kind of the Muslim um, business or the Muslim landscape, basically the community, every um, like everyone's kind of looking up to um, to Muslims and Muslim businesses. And, and so I kind of wanted that. And actually I realized by helping others who have the same goals or similar goals, who, um, helping others who probably want to build or leave that legacy, um, who want to make more positive impact, by me helping elevate Muslim businesses, that actually magnifies the impact that I could give. So, so then it started becoming and that's how it started going into into that. Mm. I started off being a brand coach with Sadev's um, intention membership, and 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 realized actually I love it, and found that I could find a way to make this work, even though it seemed overwhelming seven years ago. Right. And right. and yes, yeah, so that's how it kind of slowly transitioned from puppetry to like pivoting to into Studio Nora Nisa. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting you mentioned that because we actually you know we focus on that, and we also help Muslims. In regards to really creating a um, you know a, a business that is more service based, right? That is really working with clients instead of selling a product. And it's interesting they transitioned to it for a few reasons. One you mentioned is that you wanted to have a, a bigger impact. You wanted to be able to you know serve your Muslim Ummah and the people around you at a higher level. And I completely resonate with that. And another is that you mentioned. I want to ask you: Did you find do you find that managing a, a service based business, so one where you're actually dealing with clients? Is a little bit simpler than e-commerce is it more straightforward or at least are the profit margins a little bit better if we talk from a business perspective okay so for me i felt i felt the like um first of all like the profit margin is going to be bigger mm -hmm. um, as a service-based business um and and i felt i could give more value as well right. as a service-based business and you know we've 
with product-based businesses, what I was struggling with was like things like uh, the packing, the, the mm. products. I mean, yes, you can build a team, but I had, for me, it wasn't as sustainable. Right. I know there are people who have made it work, um, but I think you need to have, you need to be able to scale that up, have, um, you know, have, have a proper team in place to mm. kind of make it, work for you um and and the way i was running the business then it it wasn't it wasn't i wasn't able to do that so with with like the service-based business what's great is i could do it as a single person uh, as a solopreneur but then obviously now as things get busier i'm finding actually it's quite easy to find team members to come on as well everyone can work remotely which right. is a good thing right. um, and and i could work with like clients from all around the world alhamdulillah because everyone's just connected nowadays right yes definitely well that's amazing and you chose to focus specifically on branding you mentioned you have a background in design so were you before a you know working in the design space and then you decided to start your own business and if so I want to know what that journey looked like, just bird's eye view, and, and what made you decide, because a lot of people are working jobs and they feel like they want to start their own business. What made you decide and, and you know take that first step towards you know saying, okay, I'm actually going to focus on this full time. I'm going to quit my job. This is what I'm going to do. Was there a certain, you know, something that had to happen or a certain, you know, epiphany that you had that drove you to that conclusion? Um, I think it was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you actually got me in that in that direction. What happened was back in Singapore, design was a very new thing, and mm -hmm. I think me as a person, I like to do things a little bit differently to everyone else. And she know, like at first, I wanted um, actually no, let me make it simpler. So so she noticed that I've got a, a like creativity basically, and she and her friend actually convinced me to to go to design school if that's what I love doing. Right. which is very unlike 90 percent of parents in singapore back then <laughs> like they asked to go to university right. um, so so i did that and and then gradually um i just kind of worked my way up in agencies so this was back in mm. singapore and i was i love packaging design and it started with that i started with packaging design um but it was also it was actually no it was a branding packaging design agency and then i moved to london and i continued that and did branding so it's always been something I've been doing and I knew right. that I loved doing and, and just kept to it. Um, right. So I've only stopped because of um, having kids. Mm. But you know, there's that I've always needed a creative outlet. Um, so it was good to have puppetry. I think it showed me things on a different side. It allowed me to be in the position that many of my clients are in right now because I've been through that process. Um, so so it, it's good. It's good kind of in different ways. That's awesome. Well, you uh, you decided finally, okay, this is, um, this is the business that I'm gonna build. I'm gonna focus specifically on branding. So yeah. let's talk about branding a little bit because I think that's a topic that a lot of Muslims struggle with and a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. I think everyone struggles yeah. with it really. And it's, you know, how do we brand ourselves? What is it that we should do in our business to elevate our branding? And I think that is so important, right? Because branding mm. is essentially, I mean, the image is the, the feeling that people get when they interact with you with your business. I want to know for you, right? What is the definition of branding for you? How do you define branding? Okay. So for me, branding <laughs> is how you stand out to your ideal clients, not mm -hmm. to everybody, to your ideal clients, um, how you make them feel and think about your brand and how you connect with them so that you then become 
the best or only option for them to go to um, for whatever needs um, or challenges that they have. So that for me is branding. That's amazing, Michelle. I think I agree with that definition. And I want to know based on that, because if you if you say that it's it means that, you know, this is what people, you know, feel when they interact with you, the, the way that other people, they perceive your business mm. and, you know, the clients that you're, you're trying to speak to and resonate to, we can see the importance there. Now, a lot of people get branding right. A lot of people get branding wrong. Right. Mm. And, and obviously, when you're first starting up a business, you don't, I don't think you really focus on it that much. Right. You're just like, OK, let me first focus on what is that I'm going to offer, who my clients are. At what stage in, in, in starting a business should an entrepreneur start to look at their branding and start to say, OK, I need to spend some time on this. Should it be right in the beginning, maybe a bit later? In your opinion, what stage should they start looking into this? You know, like because branding for me is it's not just your logo. Mm -hmm. It's an entire experience that your customer goes through when they interact with you. So in a way, what you were saying about how, like, okay, I need to think about what is it that I'm offering to my, my customers or clients, uh, what, what is it that they should feel and, and about me or, or about the brand and all that kind of, like, who is my ideal customers mm -hmm. and why am I doing this? All this actually forms the foundation for branding. So mm -hmm. this is something that I do as like a brand strategy sessions with my clients because right. it's actually very important to know what are like who who are you as a brand what values you have who you're trying to serve and and like who your ideal customer is and what kind of problems do they have because you're here to to provide a solution in your own unique way and and for you to get branding right you need to get that foundation right and i think also that's where a lot of people get the misconception that, hey, I just need to have a pretty logo or good looking logo, I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's, right. not, it's not that case because it's a whole journey from, from beginning to end and even after the transaction um, that's been made. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Not for sure. so, so what you're saying indirectly is it should be right at the beginning. Every, yeah. <laughs> everything that you do, right? And it should be uh, based off of um, essentially like really the, 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 the core foundational principles of the business, right? Yeah. Which are which are going to be, of course, like who is your client? Um, you know, what is it? What is the service you provide, et cetera? Mm -hmm. That's part of branding as well. Yeah. So I think maybe how, how I could put it is so definitely branding. If you could, for it to be for your brand to really stand out and to be able to connect with the right people, you do have to think about it from the beginning. It's important, and even the way you want to market, like. When you're marketing your business, have knowing all that about your brand definitely does help. But how do you talk to your ideal customers? Like, what's the the pers pers um, persona that comes through to your ideal customers? And I think the question is, when do you invest in someone to do like the design part for you or the branding part, like the brand mm -hmm. strategy and and all that? I mean, as a startup business, I I usually don't recommend startups do that because it can be a lot of money. It's right. a huge investment. You don't know if the, the business or what you're doing is going to take off or if that's something that is sustainable for you. And I like to think that, you know, you could always do it on a kind of, you can do it like either by yourself. <laughs> you know, there's so many YouTube videos right out there that right. can help you. Or um, sometimes maybe even going to a Fiverr designer or an Upwork designer. Mm -hmm. And that said, if you know your brand, your like what I mentioned about the branding, like your why, your who, that really helps designers. So yeah. you can do that. Just do it on a, a low budget 
And then when you want to up level, when you've had run your business for a year, two years, and you really know like what works or what doesn't work for you and your business, then I think that's a good time to then say, all right, I'm going to step up now. And, okay. and that might be a good time to bring in a designer or even a brand strategist. Um, okay. If you're in it for the long run, basically. Right, right. So makes sense. So actually, I like that distinction that you made because you're you're essentially saying that in the beginning, the branding that you that you put together is really more than just your logo. It's uh, the foundational principles, who's your client, etc. And then when you're ready to take that to the next level from a design perspective, that could be whether that's in a year or two, and you know you want to scale up. That's when you can start focusing on that, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So. That's actually interesting, and I want to talk about that a little bit with you, Maylene. And, I'll, and okay. I'll, I'm, I know I'm getting a lot out of you, but but, but hopefully we're, we're we're getting a lot of value to the listeners, inshallah. And I, I know there's a lot of people benefiting, so um, thank you for sharing some of these gems. Now, My pleasure. Is there is there some branding tips that you can share with with us for entrepreneurs listening to this? Right, maybe things that you see that a lot of people kind of get wrong, right? They don't realize that they're doing wrong, or or small changes that they can make in their business that actually have a big impact. Is there anything that mm -hmm. you can think of they can share with us? Okay, so I've got three three tips, I think. Three tips. All right, awesome. First one, first one is to to be different. And I don't mean different like being completely different to everyone else in your industry. I mean like be differentiated. So right. you know, and sometimes it helps to look at what your competitors are doing, not to copy them, but so you know, okay, so they do it this way. How do you do it? Like what's different about you? And that's why it's important to be authentic because mm. Like, what is it about you, like, or your brand? Like, what are the quirks? What are the things that you do just differently? And actually bring that out as um, kind of something to shout about. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, and that's how you then can stand out to your ideal customers. Because if you look just like every other cookie cutter brand out there, you're, what you're doing is you're advertising the industry. You're not mm. advertising you. And why should someone come to you if they can't see that, hey, you're actually a little bit more indispensable than the other brands like there's something unique about you right. so so me that's the first one um number two branding tip i think what we kind of touched on earlier is to when you're doing branding one of the easiest things you can start with right now is to think okay what are the top three emotions that i want my ideal customers to feel when they interact with my brand write that down and and this can actually lead to how your brand might look visually or how your tone of voice when you're talking might be like, you know, it, it, like if you're like meant to be a cool brand, it'd be like, Hey dude, or, you know, I don't know. What is it? Right. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's a different. How you communicate with your clients yeah, essentially. Exactly. Right. That, that all forms part of branding. And mm -hmm. obviously that has been lined with the graphics and everything as well. Um, and the second thing to think about is, you know, what are the top three adjectives that you want your ideal customers or clients to think of? when you think about you, like, is it classic, elegant, quirky, fun, you know, have that down. Um, yeah, so so those that's tip number two. Right. And tip number three is, oh gosh, you know what? I forgot what I was gonna say for tip number three. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, the third one is be relevant. Okay. Um, so so this, this is important. You, like, even if you have branded, it's important to every two or three years, Relook at your brand, relook at your why and who you're serving and how you're serving them because things can change. And I, I think, you know, we can all see that, like, when we had a pandemic, everybody's um, shopping habits changed. Everyone went online and, you know, there's 
like there's different perceptions or different mindsets um, to the way that they might um, approach things and they might like is your is your business still relevant to them um, so that that's quite important that's the third one got it got it so it, can you let's sum it up again so we got the first the first one was the was it the emotions the three emotions uh, the first one was to be different to, or, okay, or to be, be different. differentiated sorry yeah. differentiate okay so yeah. be unique be differentiated and you mentioned things about you know even in the way that you communicate as well right so yeah, and, and, that. okay and number two is you mentioned what are the three uh adjectives or emotions that you, so is it adjectives or emotions or, or can it oh, be yeah. both? So do both do top what's the top three emotions and okay. top three adjectives and that okay. might give you a better kind of visual picture of what your your brand um could look and feel like awesome 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 and what was the third let's just re to recap be relevant. Be relevant. Be relevant. You so always it, review your brand and make sure that you're relevant with mm. um like the, the market the times the, the customers that you're serving and even who you are as a person or as a brand because brands yeah. grow and change and mm -hmm. you, you need to have that reflect in your branding as well. Can you give us an example of a business that does being relevant poorly just so people know what not to do, right? Or, or maybe a business that you feel like you, you noticed and they weren't doing that, they weren't really fulfilling that that area of, of branding very well. Just so people know, okay, this is an example of what not mm -hmm. to do. They can. They can kind of look out for that. Okay, so <laughs> you mean like think the, the relevant space? Yes, the relevant one, the relevant base. I, I want to give people an example on that. Give, give them a little <laughs> bit of a extra value uh, there. I can't, you know what? I can't think of anyone right now because I think that okay. who might be irrelevant. Can you give us um, an example of what that would look like? It's just imaginary uh, scenario. Okay, okay, okay. So actually, can I give you an example which is relevant and you sure. as an example? Awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> so, so, like recently, not recently. I think in the midst of the lockdowns and pandemics, obviously, like no one's allowed to meet each other and all that, yeah. and people missing the human touch. Um, I think, oh, those in the UK might be familiar with the brand O2, which is a, a telephone or communications brand. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've heard about it actually. I didn't yes. know that. And mm. they they created this ad, and I thought it was really cute because it was this little robot who was just being very helpful. And I, I think there was something that was really heartwarming. Um, yeah, there was something really heartwarming about the ad and how he was helping, but then kind of social distancing <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> and 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 how it was kind of bringing joy to people. Mm. Um, but then the the whole the whole theme of it was be connected. And it, okay. it makes sense to a telecommunications brand because you're like a, um, you're all about connections, right? And right. and so for me, like that actually looked at like what everyone was going right going through right now. How mm -hmm. how um, like what kind of challenges or struggles they might be having? Maybe they feel very disconnected from everybody else, um, and and kind of just bring that little spark of that little optimism into yeah. at that what at that time was felt really like a bleak time for everybody um so they so they brought in the, essentially the current situation that's happening and they and they 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 mentioned it in their marketing and they they adjusted their marketing to appeal to that right instead of just yeah. ignoring it and, and ignoring what's happening around them yeah i think i think because mm, i remember there were a few who were who were actually because they had already done their ads they have already made their advertisements or done the branding, whatever, yeah. and and the message they were sending out was just completely 
it, it just doesn't take into consideration that everyone right. was going through a very difficult time. Mm. And, and so that, that is where it could jar. Um, yeah, so. Okay, got it. So, so really, no, cool. I, actually, that's, that's a great example. So really understanding what is happening in the market around you and uh, you know, in, in your industry and even outside of your industry in terms of world events and things that are happening, and, and not turning a blind eye to that in your business. So actually being relevant in the sense of taking into, into account what people are going through and then and then making sure that the branding and the marketing that you put out takes that into consideration. Definitely. Yeah. And, okay. and you know, what I want to mention is because your business is about your customers, right? Because without customers, yeah. there's no sales, there's no growth. So always customers first. And, and what you're doing here is like when you're being relevant is yeah understanding what they're going through actually be in their shoes and and kind of work to that and then it then right. that's where you build a connection and then they can trust you to buy from you something right. like that got it no definitely well that's a lot of value so i hope that people are listening and taking notes of what's being shared right now so i want to ask you one more inshallah before we dive into some q a but okay. what is the the biggest branding mistake that you see so when you work with with uh, your customers uh, what is usually a common mistake that you see businesses doing in terms of their branding, right? Maybe one thing that they actually get wrong that you think people should look out for. Okay. What I notice a lot of people doing is that they, they either go into like, like get um, their logos and think that right. branding is just a logo and mm. either what they, what they tend to do is they get so obsessed with the logo that they just focus all energy on it uh, right. and then leave everything out or or they kind of jump into, or they jump into like just getting logo done. So they'll be figuring like, oh gosh, what colors do I use? What fonts do I use? But actually, you know, you know what I mentioned to you about the whole brand strategy and found it, that that foundation. If you had that part done, you know your um, you know your top three emotions, top three adjectives. It helps you to kind of get to that easier. Um, so I would say like when the the most common mistake is yeah, it's the logo. Like, okay. I, I like to use this example where I say, like, you know, you know the hadith where it says, um, "Tie your camel and trust in Allah." Right. Yes. And, and for me, when you just focus on the logo and not on every any other part of the branding, that's kind of like tying your camel in the wrong way, because it might still run away, and mm -hmm. you know, things might still not work out. Um, so, so like the like I said, the branding is the whole experience. It's everything. That, that whole customer journey from your logo to the product to your Instagram feed, your website, packaging. Um, yeah, any anything, even the way like you're just talking advertisements, that kind of thing. It it's the it's the whole brand experience that would um, that needs to be kind of consistent. And I think that's another problem is people tend because they're so focused on the logo, they're not consistent in other parts of the business and and that confuses the the ideal customer because they don't know what kind of what what you're about what matters to you what values you have because it's, it's it feels like this yeah it feels like that somewhere else and and then they then how how, how are they supposed to to trust you right or mm -hmm. um, they if you don't look like you're giving off a very kind of clear and compelling message in in your brand right and I, I think I, I I recognize what you're saying and I, I can see that as well so being very very consistent and cohesive with, with the what you're communicating to your clients and your purpose and what it is that you help people achieve because a lot of people do actually zigzag a lot right and they one day mm. they want to focus on one thing the next day they want to focus on the next and a lot of times even with my students one thing that I would really focus on is okay well 
what is it that you know you help people with like let's clearly communicate that and so many entrepreneurs have have trouble you know just formulating very simply and very clearly like okay this is who i help and this is how i help them right and it's almost like this is 90 percent of our work and then the 10 percent is the actual you know the design and the brand and, and the building of the business because that is so core it's so key yeah. uh, to everything that you do so it's interesting because this lesson, you know, I came on here as well. I'm going to admit it. I came on this podcast and I was expecting, you know, okay, I'm going to hear like some, some awesome branding secrets and some massive tips. And you're sitting here and you're telling me, Abby, listen, focus on who it is, get clear on who it is that you're serving, right? What kind of, you know, uh, message do you want them to receive from your business? How do you want to communicate? How do you want to be perceived? What is the objectives that you want them to to feel or the emotions you want them to feel when they when they resonate with you? So it's really bringing things back to the foundation. It's, Branding is essentially part of the core of the business, right? It's yeah, it, it it really is, and it's honestly almost part of the business plan, and it should be. So, let me ask. You, I'm going to drop one more question, inshallah, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive into some Q and A. But I want to ask you, you know, because for myself, I see a lot of people doing uh, branding right and doing branding wrong, and and they might go at first and they might say, okay, you know, I'm just starting off, so I don't really need to have these high high quality content or or I need. I don't need to have you know a high quality or or you know a great design. Do you think it's important from the beginning to set that stage so you can have a cohesive, um, you know, brand essentially where you know people know what to expect? Even if you're small, you at least appear large and you appear professional. Do you think that's important from the beginning to to, to start, or do you think you know what you can do this later? It's okay. For me, I, I do think so, or at least have some kind of consideration or try doing it. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I would say, like, you know, progress over perfection, as mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people know that. Right. Um, because, you, like, while it is important to have kind of the right visual language, the right message put across to your ideal customers, what you don't want to do as well is get so stuck in that process that you're not starting your business at all and not right. moving any anywhere. So like for me, the whole branding, design, everything, it's always gonna be a work in progress. Like mm-hmm. you're always tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And as you speak to more clients, as you serve more customers, you're gonna get like, you know, re- like kind of like penny drops where, hey, actually this is the kind of person I wanna serve or this is the kind of person I don't really wanna work with or right. actually this ideal customer that I thought was like this and this actually also has this and this or something like that. And and you tweak your design to keep making it relevant to your ideal customer. So I'll say at the start, if you can, you know, if you can put in some time or energy to do like graphics yourself, it's easy nowadays on Canva um, or, or like even hire a designer to kind of help you get a, like some kind of visual out of that, it would help because, I mean, I don't know what it's because I'm a designer. Abby, you you might know when you see brands out there, like I feel drawn to the ones where some kind of aesthetic or right. some kind of thought has gone into it rather yes. than like, boom, here it is. I'm selling like 10 cupcakes today and <laughs> a white box with, I don't know. And, you know, and, and compared to a box where some effort's been gone into like, okay, like how do I make this a unique look? Like you think Tiffany boxes or mm. um, one of the brands I like to refer to is this brand called Little Tray Bakes. I know this is a product-based business, but Little Tray Bakes. Right. And they they redesign and suddenly that product looks worth like 40 pounds more. And imagine like, you know, choose the, when you want to start investing in design a bit by a bit by a bit, you don't have to go all in, but, 
if for me like there's so much money left on the table when mm -hmm. or like when you don't kind of leverage that branding that you can use to kind of get your this um brand to a certain level um yeah and also like people might like you might not uh, your brand might not jump out immediately to your ideal customer because they can't see you and mm -hmm. that's not what you want either so right. so for me branding is important but you don't have to do it kind of all in at the first at the first um at the first start kind of right. you can just kind of implement it bit by bit until okay. you feel like you've got traction and ready to kind of take the next um level kind of next jump right got it got it yeah. definitely definitely well i, I like that advice because it, it makes it it makes people you know i guess i guess it reassures people that you know they can do it one step at a time uh one thing that i want to ask you and, and um i know i keep saying one more question but i have so many for you <laughs> that are in store inshallah and we're, a lot, we're giving a few minutes to be able to drop some questions but um one more thing that i got um that for you uh Maylene, and i really appreciate you just answering all of these is um in regards to branding what was it that i want to ask oh my god i had a whole oh, sorry 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 what was it Oh yes. Okay. So in regards to branding, one thing that I wanted to ask you mm. is, does it matter, you know, in, in terms of the client that you're working with? So when you work with clients yourself, right, mm. when you're working with clients and, and they work with you for Studio Noronisa, you work with clients to help them elevate their brand, correct? Mm. So guys, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, reach out to Melene if you need help with branding. Okay. We're going to drop her links in the description. So make sure you do that. When you work with these clients, what is the process that you walk them through, right? in terms of, you know, mm. fixing and elevating their brand, right? Well, is there a certain sequence of, of steps that you're going to walk them through, right, to help them achieve that goal? And I, I'm not asking you to reveal your secrets, but just to maybe give people an idea of what they can expect is, you know, your process for working with your clients. Okay. So yeah. for me, like I told you in the beginning, like brand strategy for me is very, very important because that's the foundation right. to creating a design that is going to transform your brand not just a quick fix, not right. just a quick design fix, but actually transform your brand to work effectively to connect with the, the right people, your ideal clients. Um, so, so for me, the process is I always start with a brand strategy session to find out what, like the, the, the why, mm -hmm. like why is the business in business, um, the who, like who are they serving? And then also like um, finding out, you know, if they've been around for a while, finding out what's working, what doesn't work, and where is it they want to get to. And, and I like to kind of think about where, like, go as aspirational as possible. Like, um, I did this with one of my clients, one, um, like, recently, and it was like, okay, um, even actually just plotting out a roadmap, like, this is where you want to get to in 10 years' time, but before you can get there, and also before people are ready for that, that kind of very visionary kind of, um, place that it wants to go to there's also this kind of um in between kind of pit stops um to to get to first so so having that plan um and also like what i like to do is to help with the brand positioning knowing where a brand is um like in in the industry like you know that that really helps i, I found that that exercise really helps the clients to see that hey actually you know like we do have something unique. We do have something that we do differently to to everyone else out there. And and then another thing that's important is the um, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
like the 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 customer, the ideal customer, um, and then from there, the the other processes would be mood boards. For me, mood boards are such a big thing because they help you to have a visual idea, like how you look and feel, um, and whether that aligns with you. But also thinking about your ideal customer, whether that aligns with them, uh, because you want to build a connection and uh, with your ideal clients um, to get them to know, like, and trust you. And, and then it, from the mood board, that's where I start doing the design work, whether that's a logo or packaging or Instagram templates. So it, it always, like the way I work with clients is always in these three phases, the strategy, then the mood boards, then the actual design phase. Right, right. Okay, so I, I love that actually, because again, you start from the foundation and then you work your way yeah. up, right? So that makes a lot of sense. So thank you for answering all of that, Maylene. We got one more question and this is the last one I promise. <laughs> this one is one that we actually ask every guest. It's not related to branding. Okay. And this one we ask every single guest on the Entrepreneur Life podcast. And it's if you could meet Maylene from, um, you know, X number of years ago when you first started, when you were just getting started in building your business, right? Just starting on the journey of entrepreneurship. And you could tell her one thing that she could hold on to on her journey. What would that one thing be? So is that for your, is that for your viewers, your members? That's for you. Oh, that's sorry. Can you repeat that question again? Okay, yes. No problem, no problem. <laughs> sorry, I was like, I got a bit confused. No, it's, it's a tough question, but we ask every single guest, so we want to hear okay, your answer. Okay, bring it if on. You, yeah. If, all right. If you could meet Maylene from X number of years ago when you were just getting started, right? So okay. if you could if you could meet yourself when you were just on right in the beginning of that journey of entrepreneurship, and you could tell yourself one thing to hold on to throughout this journey, what would it be? Um, I'm trying to find the right words for it is to believe in yourself mm. because okay. should i explain it please go for it <laughs> because i realize especially if you are doing something different to everyone else or or just a bit different to someone else it can be quite hard it can be quite lonely and mm. you're going to have people tell you that it's not going to work you're going to have people doubt doubt it but if you yourself feel that no this this is what I want to do, and I think I can make it work. Then keep going. Don't don't let it don't let it die, because okay. I've I've done that once with puppetry. I've done that. One, no, actually, no, I've done it a few times. Like you know, sometimes it just takes that leap of faith, trust in Allah, and and go for it. You know, um, yeah. I think I think I've kind of not proven people wrong, but I feel like that there's been times when people tell me don't do it and I've done it and I'm pleased and grateful that I've done it because it's taken me to places where like I can't even imagine um so yeah that that is that is what I like to leave with your members and viewers I love that I love that well thank you so much for sharing I always love asking that question to every guest because it gives a unique answer and something that you know maybe someone that's just starting off and they're listening to this podcast, they can hold on to you. And it's always, it's always good to share hundred that. So thank you for that. Now we got a question actually from our guest uh, that from our guest that has started coming in. So this one here uh, is the following finding consistency when mm. branding, when you're starting a business can be a very big struggle, especially because when you're first starting, you're still trying to figure out everything, as you mentioned yourself, actually, and mm. you're not hundred percent clear on the branding you want to go for. So the question is, what would you recommend for startups that could help them with the struggle in building a consistent branding image from the get-go? Okay. So if you, yeah, that's a very good question. Thank you so much for asking that. Yeah. Um, so if you remember, I mentioned the mood board. Mm -hmm. For me, that is kind of like your 
like your guide in a way as to everything you do. So why do mood boards? And it's because, okay, actually, you know, let me break it down. Yeah, like sure. how I come up with mood boards is by knowing the whys and the who's and how and actually really looking into that. And like, you know, what I mentioned about the top three emotions, the adjectives, even just going on Pinterest to, to find out like what, um, you know, how you can translate that visually. Um, actually, if, you're, if, you, if you see me on Instagram, I have something on there that's about mood boards, I think. So okay. you can have a look at that to help. Um, but yeah, so from building that board, um, like I would have fonts and colors on there. I would have textures, um, even like a space. Think about this, like if you have like your business, what would it look like if it was a space? I think that might be quite helpful. Um, is okay. Let's say you are a skincare product. What is your like? If you had a then if you had a spa, what is that going to look like? Um, if you had um, let's say you are servicing someone, um, like like oh, you might be a therapist, for example. Like what would what would that kind of therapist kind of space look like, or what would a, a home office look like? Because I find that when you think about a space, it's easier to kind of pick out like mm. elements, the look and feel, the vibe and the, the tone of voice and translate that again to um, like the, the designs through your brand. I know it's easier said than done. Like for me, obviously it comes a bit more second nature, but having a visual board um, and always referring it to it whenever you're doing anything related to your branding, whether that's a logo or um, what do you call that? Um, like a website, Instagram, that would usually help in guiding you. And if you get it wrong the first time, that's okay. You know, right. keep working at it until you get it right. Uh, it, it might just keep changing. I love that. Well, I like the, I like what you shared, which is um, actually, you know, to visualize a physical space and think of what would go in there. I think that's a really cool strategy that, I, that I've never heard of before. So thank you for sharing. Um, there's another question actually, and I love this question because it's one that my, uh, my students ask a lot. And this one is, um, you know, I'm, I'm a service provider and a coach, right? And I'm mm -hmm. conflicted between, you know, branding myself as a personal brand or branding myself as a business. Which direction should I go for? Mm. You know, I've got, I've got that a few times as well. Mm. And I would say one of the questions is what, what would work for you as right. a service provider? And also thinking about where do you want to get to in like three years time, 10 years time? Like what is success to you? Are you going to be, I mean, I don't know what service that is um, specifically, but if like say 10 years time, like do you want to, have a team of people working for you and kind of using your methods or using your um, like, like, like work. Actually, let me put this in perspective. I worked sure. with a, a therapist and, you know, she, she was also conflicted about whether she should do more like a personal branding or actually about, or having um, something that was more like, okay, this just come on, just show up as an organization. Um, but then we kind of figured out actually, even though she's going to have more people in her team, they are going to be using her her way, her style. And so it kind of made more sense to actually make sure that the, the brand persona is more aligned with who she is and obviously with who her ideal clients are. Um, so I don't know, hopefully that kind of helps in terms of like, um, like answering that question also one more thing i want to add is that sometimes like who are who you are as a brand persona and your business 
they aren't that far apart. They they usually are kind of similar in certain ways. Um, so so you'll find that when you're kind of coming down to like how should we how should I brand, it might just look quite um, quite similar. Right. Okay. So what you're saying is, if I understand correctly, and just to kind of sum it up, so you're you're thinking you're saying think of long term goals. Right? How do you want to position your brand in the long term? Do you, would you say that there's an advantage? And this is what I'm that I'm asking here. Would you say that there's, there's an advantage to actually displaying, you know, some form of, you know, personal touch to the brand, right? Some for, you know, showing up and maybe sharing sometimes, you know, your personal experiences, you as the founder, um, you know, why it is that you created this business, what it means to you, etc. Do you think that regardless of the, should this should this be shared at all, or should, only if it's a personal brand? Okay, sorry, Abby. <laughs> no worries. Okay, bring, her in, bring her in. Bring him in. Let's say hello. Just say hi. Hello. <laughs> so can you, can you give me one second just take one your time second. take your time all right guys so for all of you that are still watching right now while you're with us just go ahead and drop in your uh in the comments and show if you have any questions for maylene she's on here with her kids you know that are obviously they want to take her attention away but she's still with us right now and so so generously sharing her time so if you have any more questions drop them we'll try to squeeze in one more but yeah maylene sorry so um no. Yeah, sorry, can you repeat your question again, Abby? I'm so yeah, sorry. of course, of course, definitely. So it was just, would you say that there is a benefit in, in showing up for yourself per, or as yourself within your brand? Because a lot of people, you know, they have that they have that conflict, like organization or personal brand. Would you say that you should decide full on or can you do a little bit of a mix as well? Like what is the, mm. what is like the sweet spot for you that you found for businesses? You know what? I find that... I find that, okay, firstly, again, the answer is like whatever works for you because like if you're not comfortable doing it, then right. or like you have certain kind of principles like, you know, I, I, I'm just a very private person, then yeah, it's fine not to kind of show up, um, but you kind of still be able. <laughs> oh my goodness, sorry. Sorry, Ivy, I'm so, so sorry about No that. problem, no problem, no worries. This has happened before many times on the podcast. We've had a lot of... Uh, a lot of guests that have children, so uh, this is this is life in COVID, isn't it? So we'll give her we'll give her a minute, inshallah, just to take care of that. And uh, we got a few more questions. One from Brother Abdurrahim. What are her tips for Muslim influencers marketing for Muslim brands? All right, okay, cool. So we're gonna go ahead and make sure that answer that. So we're gonna give that a minute. And for all of you that are still watching, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify, listening to Apple Podcasts, I'm gonna take this opportunity to have you guys make sure to subscribe, right? So if you're listening to this and if you're watching, give us a little subscribe if you're enjoying this, read the podcast, make sure to show your support. All right, so I think we're back, inshallah. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. This no worries, a... no worries. So we're gonna, I know, I know your time is very precious, so we're gonna wrap it up very soon. But yeah, so we're talking about the balance between yeah. personal brand and organization. Should you yeah, be showing so. up at all? Is there a sweet spot for that? Okay, so I think that it's, it helps. I found that it helps when you're a bit vulnerable and actually showing up, like people love to be able to kind of put a name to a face or, right. or be able to see who it is, um, it, like see the face behind a business basically, because then there's an even stronger connection. Um, and obviously, you know, people like to find, like they like to, they like to know, um, kind of invest or buy from brand that's got purpose and meaning and right. somehow like, that kind of comes through like especially if you have the founder of a business kind of show up and share their their, their reason their why their passion for whatever they're doing it certainly would have that more of a 
um, stronger connection. That said, if someone's a private person and doesn't really want to do that, you know, there are ways, there are ways to kind of, um, yeah, there are ways to, to kind of bring that um, into the branding. And, okay. you know, like brands like Nike or um, I'm trying to think of brands that where you don't necessarily see the people who actually run them. Um, like th there's other ways to connect with um, your ideal customers or clients. I think that's where, that's where um, branding becomes even more important, especially if you're not really wanting to show up. Then you have to make sure that you communicate what you're about, what your values are about through your branding, communicate right. like, um, yeah, like your, your purpose. Even as a business, like, 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 like you should forego that part, whether you're an organization yeah. or a personal brand is what you're saying essentially. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like you should, so that's, that's really interesting. And I think I completely agree with that because I think it is so important for people to get that image of you. And at least, you know, if you aren't showing up yourself to still do that, but within, you know, putting the organization, the brand at the face of that. Um, so that's extremely valuable. Thank you. Do we have, can we squeeze in one quick last one here from one of our audience? Yes, All right. So we have one last one. And this one is what are your tips for influencer marketing for Muslim brands? So influencers, uh, so it's not really a brand. It's more of a, an influencer that wants to, you know, market other brands. Is there any tips for that? Do you work with influencers at all? Is that something that you, mm, that you, that I you have been, with? I have been. I mean, actually, wait, no, that's a lie. I did, I did kind of somehow work with um, one or two when I had puppetry, but it wasn't something that worked out so well for me then. Um, I would say, I would say when it, you know, I think now, now might be a good time to do in like the whole influencer marketing. Um, and I know there are, there are kind of um, companies out there who are very good at yeah. helping you with, you know, getting the right influencers for you. But again, mm -hmm. you know, the way you look at how you're aligned with your ideal customers, I would say kind of consider that when you're looking for the influencers that um, you're going to be working with, because obviously right. they become sort of an ambassador for your brand and you mm -hmm. want that all to be aligned. So, you know, if like don't choose someone just because they're famous or right. like, has, I don't know, like have 100 million followers or whatever that is, you, it needs to be someone who um actually shares the same values and passion and actually really enjoys using your product or uh, actually can vouch for your services or whatever that is um because yeah like when when someone isn't like for them i think when you think about influencers if they're just doing something for the sake of doing it or for the money then it's not coming across as authentic then you know th that's not money well spent for you as right. a person. I think um, so everything needs to kind of align and be authentic and genuine um, I feel so so I mean that that's kind of my point of view because I I'm, I think I have kind of worked with clients where we say like this is how your brand feels and like this is where you want to get to and in order for you to kind of make that leap and and kind of um, make the brand experience even um, richer these are the people that you can collaborate with whether that's brands or influencers, but they have to have very similar values or kind of be able to bring a fresh perspective, but still kind of in the same, um, I don't know, in the same like look and feel or, or something. Right. Uh, it has it has to align. It's Definitely. 
And I completely agree with that, right? Because a lot of people think, okay, you know what? I can just go. And I see that done a lot. And it's a big mistake where people are like, oh, you know, this person has 20,000 followers, 30,000 followers. Let me reach out and, 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 and get them to market my product. But their audience is not your target audience, right? Like they're not values yeah. are not aligned with your brand values. And so it's important that even when you look for influencers to market your brand, those influencers should, their target audience, the people that they cater to should be your target audience and their values should be aligned with your values. And, and that's uh, really it, really, to, to, make, to just make sure everything's always cohesive in terms of your branding, in terms of the customers that you're reaching out to. So, Maylene, thank you so much. <laughs> Honestly, we brought you on here. We, we took you away from your kids, right? They came in here. They were barging in. They were like, give us our mom back. And, and I'm sitting here <laughs> like, hold on, one more question, guys. So, really, I, I really appreciate it. Like, thank you so much for being here. Zakhalakhir, for, for, for joining me. How can people, you know, go and follow you? Where should they go if they want to work with you, if they want to learn more, if they want to get your expertise in their business? Okay, so I, I would say I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. Um, so if you can just um, find me on um, studio.noranisa. Um, okay. Yeah, that's where I, I try to go on the live every Tuesday, um, whether that's to dish out kind of juicy branding tips or or like bring on other brands um, for like my brilliant creative life series right now. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, or like, like, um, like my posts, sometimes I do kind of offer some content. Um, so yeah, if you kind of, uh, you can follow me there. And if you want to work with me, um, there's actually a link in my bio on Instagram, but otherwise you can go to www.noranisa.com. Um, yeah. And, and just book a chat in with me and we can talk, you know, it's, like yeah we can see how how i can help you and um, yeah all right perfect so we got there we'll make sure to drop these links in the description everywhere whether it's on youtube or spotify or apple podcast so they can go and connect with you inshallah and we've dropped so many gems so i hope this was beneficial to all of you listening and i hope you took a lot of notes and thank you so much maylene for joining us today really for sharing your time so generously with us and all these gems and guys, if you're listening, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and you know, show us some love, show us your support, inshallah. Milene, thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Assalamualaikum, guys. Welcome, salam, everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank Bye -bye. you. Bye bye.